I'm sure you know that today we're going to talk about um, directing the mind and cooling the heart. And it's something that um, was so central to the Buddha's teaching. He was a very proactive practitioner himself. And he encouraged that proactivity in his disciples that we um, actually apply methods to work with the mind that are quite um, quite varied. He had so many so many different ways of approaching how the mind might be working at the time, and so we're gonna really look at that today. And we'll start out with meditation now. So find a comfortable position. As you could see, I was making my best effort to find a comfortable position <laughs> um, here on my, on my mat. By the way, we are at um, the Karuna Buddhist Vihara Hermitage, not our, not our um, big beautiful shrine that we've had in the, um, in the city, but we intend to reestablish a, a city meditation center where we'll have the, the, the glorious shrine. But this one is so lovely today with the flowers that are offered by Pithlad and, and um, the forest uh, is all around us here, which is beautiful. And wherever you are, of course, the important part of the environment is what's inside in your mind. So we can start by just bringing our attention to our breathing and our posture. With a straight spine, regardless of which of the four postures, sitting, standing, walking, or lying down, that we are assuming we can make the spine relatively straight. And that allows the energy to move freely up and down that main, that main passageway, that main corridor of the body. And the energy in the body is, is actually quite integral to our meditation. Now, when the Thai forest monastics talk about breath energy, they're really talking about chi. They're really talking about uh, the energy that that flows through the body and actually is part of what um, happens when we experience piti and sukha, the the joy of meditation, the spiritual pleasure that the Buddha was so so adamant, really, about encouraging us to cultivate so that we can move into deeper states of peace and tranquility. So we straighten the spine, but we don't want to be stiff or have to work hard to keep it upright. 
do we find a balance, a way of positioning ourselves so that the spine is balanced? I often think of it as like a stack of coins, balanced in a way that we don't have to work to keep it upright. And as I'm sure you've often heard this image of a string coming from the top of the head, and stretching us out a little bit. But again, we want to also be relaxed. And at this point, or even before we get this far, it can be really helpful to set an intention for this particular sit or whatever position you have for this particular meditation period. And I think it's best when the intention is not something to gain, not not like, okay, I'm going to sit here until I'm enlightened <laughs> or um, something in particular happens, but that we're firmly committing to staying with our medication objects, that we're intending to really allow ourselves to let go, and also some aspect of how this intention is to benefit others. So for our own well-being and the well-being of those around us, or for our benefit and for the benefit of the world, because our practice isn't limited to us. And the cooling of our hearts brings more cooling to the world. Or maybe we can see it more easily by recognizing that we're not adding to the heat if our heart is cool. So just taking a moment at the beginning to set an intention that's kind, that's loving, that's doable. And settling in, putting our attention on our breathing. Mindfulness of in and out breathing is my standard practice and most of the time when I teach meditation, that's where I put the focus. But of course, the Buddha gave a variety of meditation subjects which have 
great benefits, and particularly addressing various kinds of heat that come to the heart. And we'll talk more about that later. But for now, noticing the breath and establishing mindfulness. And as we're breathing in and we're aware that we're breathing in and we're breathing out, aware that we're breathing out, we can also be aware of the whole body. And we might notice areas of tightness And we can breathe into that area. Or if that way of thinking doesn't make sense, just giving some kind attention to that particular muscle or particular area and invite it to relax. might be tension around the eyes or the jaw, the shoulders, the belly, or any other area. And we might benefit from bringing our attention to that area during a few breaths in order to really let it go. might be helpful to imagine as you breathe in that you're breathing in this pure air, fresh energy, that that breath energy is coming into the body and then spreading through the whole body. And then as you breathe out, You're letting go, relaxing a little bit more. So we want to be relaxed and alert. So relaxing doesn't mean that we become dull or sort of slow or stilled in the mind in that way, but that we're bright and alert and relaxed, present. Interested.
And we want to stay present with every in-breath and every out-breath. And not miss any. But if we do, if the mind drifts away, then immediately coming back. Oh, I missed that in-breath. But here I'm, I'm here again now for this out-breath. Always being kind to the mind, not critical, accusing. (coughs) Just helping the mind, guiding it. whether we're very skilled and have practiced for a long time or we're new to meditation, we can always learn from this breath and this body. The Buddha said that everything that we need to know we can learn right here in this body. When the Buddha taught mindfulness of in and out breathing, he used the first four instructions to be focused on the body, just as we are doing now. And then he moved on to feeling, which also is presented through the body. So as we breathe in and we're aware in-breath, and as we breathe out and we're aware, this is an out-breath, we also tune in to whatever feelings, sensations are arising in the body. In particular, the Buddha said to put our attention on PT. Pleasant experience, pleasant feeling, joy, or maybe it comes as relief as we allow the body to relax and let go. And we're free from distraction, mindful and present.
while we use these instructions, our awareness of our in-breath and out-breath might take a background position. We're still aware, but we don't have to be thinking in-breath or out-breath. We feel it. Feel the feeling of breathing in and the feeling of breathing out. And whatever feelings of joy or pleasure that are arising because of our tuning in. And we might stay with this particular instruction for some time as we wish. Or we may move on to being aware of what's going through the mind. So first, the Buddha encourages us to bring tranquility to the body and then tranquility to the mind. And whenever he has us take a look at something, the first step is to just see the situation as it is. So what is it that's going through the mind? What mental activity are you experiencing now? And then invite that mental activity to calm down. And as we stay with each in-breath and each out-breath, that serves as an anchor, as a grounding. As we allow the mind to settle. And the Buddha separates the activity of the mind from the state of the mind itself. Thoughts that go through the mind may be one thing and the mood of the mind something else. So the mind may be dull 
or constricted. Or it may be expansive and peaceful. There are many possibilities. But what is the state of the mind now? And again, at first, the Buddha just wants us to observe, take stock of the current situation. And then he encourages us to gladden the mind, lift it up. Brighten. Bring happiness and ease to the mind. So as we consider cooling, cooling the heart, we can remember that the Buddha's word chitta is translated as mind or heart. This is a way of cooling, relieving, encouraging peace and happiness. And still staying present with each in-breath and each out-breath. Allow the mind to settle more and more. Let go. Let go. Let go. Within this mood or frame of happiness in the mind.
So as we're still present with every in-breath and out-breath as best we can, we want to monitor the state of the mind. And if it's becoming sluggish or sleepy, then we want to bring in more energy and brighten it up. Become curious. Curious about the breath, curious about any defilements that are lingering in the mind. Any causes for heat, restlessness, desire, aversion. And for whatever is arising in the mind, the Buddha had a medicine a way of being present with that condition and shifting it or releasing it so that the mind can become more free, more still, more cool. If there's some deeper, more pervasive background quality that inhibits that freedom and stillness, then we can bring attention to that. First noticing it with with kindness and compassion for the dukkha that's there. And then applying some remedy, sometimes working with the divine abidings, the Brahma Viharas can be helpful. Addressing fear, aversion, craving. Worry. We can work with anything that comes to the mind and find the the right antidote. And use the breath as a grounding throughout the process. Sometimes we don't need to directly address the problem. We can shift the mind to the reflection on Dhamma, looking at the nature of all conditioned things, using whatever is arising in the mind as the immediate source to understand its impermanence. the dukkha that comes with it and how it's not me or mine.
contemplating impermanence can help cool the heart. And the entanglement with whatever this quality is begins to relax. And we can calm the mind further by coming back again and again to the breath. And to an attitude, an attitude of kindness.
I hope that provided some cooling for the mind. And regardless of what happens in meditation, of course, it's um, observing it as the practice and learning how to work with every stage that comes. Later on today, we'll have time for a Q&A, so keep track of your questions. Um, really, this idea of directing the mind means that we need to develop or make use of the skills that we have developed uh, with regard to meditation practice and to um, you know, using the Buddha's teachings to address what, what comes through the mind, the heart, and it requires some creativity, I think, and some intrepidness, and um, I look forward to talking about all of this later, so keep track of your questions so we can talk later, and for now, however, um, I want to encourage you to maintain noble silence today, and to uh, use your time as as, um, beneficially for you as you can. Um, And sometimes that means going against our habits and uh, noticing what wants to pull us one direction or another and then applying some renunciation and seeing what that does to the mind. 